The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. We have literally moved from touching thousands and thousands of people and winning tens of thousands to Christ to winning millions to Christ, to seeing millions of lives saved. How did we do it? We did it as a family of believers. We literally reached out together and did the impossible. James and Betty help us understand the incredible impact we can make in this world when the family of God works together. Next on Life Today. I welcome you to life today. I'm James Robinson and uh, Betty is, is here at my side. Now, let me just say this to you. Uh, we're about to begin a, a little bit of a, let's say a, an addition to the journey we're on in that you're gonna be seeing Betty and me quite a bit like this. I, uh, I want you to know that Betty is uh, seated beside me because she's the greatest expression of Jesus in my life apart from the Holy Spirit. And uh, she's going to be sharing as, as God leads her to, but she knows that I feel like I'm supposed to just uh, really, now, now listen to me, I'm supposed to do my best to help get God's arms around you and let you know just how special and how precious you are to him and how much he loves you. And Betty, I'm excited about the river of life and love that I believe is going to be flowing freely, even when we just have these times together with the Word of God. And uh, it may call a little bit more for your very, uh, let's say, apt attention and focus. So you be sure and you listen up today so you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I'm excited about it. I am too. And, and like James said, I'm here to be an encouragement to him and what God has put on his heart. And there will be some times when I might just pop in and say something that God's put on my heart, but mainly just to encourage him and to encourage you. You've been such a blessing to us in all the mission endeavors that we've had. You've been faithful and we want to reward you in a way that we want you to hear what God has put on our heart, that it might be an encouragement, a challenge, and something to just let you be strong in the Lord and to say, I can do all things through Christ and I can go out there and be a, an example for him. So thank you for joining us. And I know you're going to be blessed what God's put on James's heart. Yeah, I want to, I want to just uh, remind you that, that you have put God's arms of love around people all over the world. Now that's all of you who've not only watched and prayed for us, but you've become a part of what we're doing. And I'm praying that literally million, many, many people will join you, your friends and other Christians, so that we can actually get God's arms around the world that he loves and pull them up close to his heart through Christ. I, I want to share with you what it is that brought us into this family room setting. It was nearly 25 years ago that God spoke to me. Now, in case you didn't know about where I lived for the first uh, 25 years or um, 30 years, maybe close to 35 years of my ministry, it was in stadiums and coliseums, maybe large churches, dedicated many of the largest churches in America of different denominations, evangelical strong churches. And I was busy preaching to tens of thousands of people, sometimes uh, 25 or 30,000, and several times there were crowds of over a million. So I was busy going from place to place. And then Betty, God said something to us that 
people didn't understand. You know, Billy and Graham and I were very close friends. I was a very close friend with Dr. Jerry Falwell, with many of the very famous pastors and even those you've seen on television later, we were close. And they didn't understand why it was that all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm seated by Betty. Most of the time, we're seated in just like family room chairs. How is it that you did that? Now, now listen to me, and I'm going to tell you because this, this, this brought us together. This is what birthed this. Like I said, about a quarter of a century ago, the Lord put on my heart that we were to call the family, his family, in the family room and help them get to know the Father. Now, on this journey, we've come to understand even more clearly that we have a perfect father. And if we will behave like that perfect father directs us and the savior that gave his life that we might be born from above and then sent another of the same kind, the Holy Spirit, to live in us. Think about this. Jesus said, I'm sending another one just like me to live in you. Now, I'm going to leave, but I won't leave you alone. I'm with you, I'm in you, and I can overflow you with the spirit of love and joy and peace and all the fruit of the spirit. So we understand that. And what God showed me is that when we call the family into the family room to get to know the Father, then the family begins to express the very nature of the Father. And Jesus in us will actually give us the mind of Christ. Now, let's just get honest. Too often we don't have a mind of Christ. Too often we have not presented our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which Paul said that's our reasonable service in Romans 12, verse 1. And he said, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know, and I don't miss this, that you may know the good, acceptable, and even the perfect will of God. We can have the mind of Christ. What we're going to be seeking to do, and every guest that we have, we're going to be on that journey right now to help you move into the fullness of God's life and His love and begin to fulfill, allow kingdom purpose, His kingdom purpose, to be fulfilled through you, but understanding that it has to be a family. He actually referred to us as his body with all the individual parts essential, all of them fitting rightly together, submitted to the head. And he is the head. It's not some church boss. It's not some dictator. He has gifted people, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and, and teachers. He's given us these gifted ones, and he's given us people to inspire us in the journey. But he is saying that we are to be a healthy body submitted to his lordship, his headship, and then we can literally express his life and love, get his arms around a broken world that he gave his son to redeem. What God wants to do is bring the body parts into proper alignment with all the unique diversity, all of us coming together submitted to the head. But there's another picture. We're also a family. And this is the church through which he reveals himself to the world. And he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Now, I want you to really understand something. Jesus did not leave us here on this earth to get us out of here. The eternal purpose of God is not to get us out of here and into heaven. The eternal purpose of God is to bring him in to this literal setting where the trespasser, the deceiver, the destroyer, the murderer, the father of lies too often is prevailing. And he says, this power will not prevail over my church, the body of believers united together in supernatural unity, submitted to the head. We can overcome the adverse negative effects of the enemy. 
in this lifetime. There'll be no gates of hell in the next kingdom. The gates of hell are here now. And Jesus said they are not to prevail against my church. That means that we don't have to give our family to the deceiver. We don't have to allow the destroyer to come in and tear up our marriages, tear up our family. We can allow the Father to give us a healthy family. Now, if you don't know my journey, I'm the product of a forced sexual relationship, a rape imposed on a hospice-type 40-year-old nurse in a home raped by the alcoholic son of the elderly man. My mother, in those circumstances, having never had a child, tried to have me aborted. A doctor, think about this, looked at that woman in her desperate situation and said no. I've had people respond to my testimony and say, how awful of that doctor to make that woman go home and have that baby. That's not what that doctor did. He didn't have that authority. She was asking for help that he could have provided and there's circumstances that most people say, well, you know, you should have gotten rid of the child. Here's what happened when that doctor said what he did. I can't do that. Evidently, he saw potential and possibilities. Now you listen closely to what I'm saying. The only way we're gonna overcome the horrible effect of abortion, ripping babies now out of the womb, even now we're being told all the way up to the moment of birth, dear God, and even after. You cannot hardly imagine we get to that point. But here's what leads us to that place. Once life, innocent life, precious life is no longer worthy of our protection and is not seen as precious beyond words, in need of care we're gonna to continue to devalue every life. And you can see that happening already. And it's very, very sad. We don't want anyone interfering with our lifestyle and our habits and our practices. All right, now, now watch this. My mother, as a result of what that doctor did, sat down and prayed. And she said when she prayed, she heard God say, have this baby and this baby will bring joy to the world. Now, if you've heard my story, I've said, well, she assumed I'd be a girl named me Joy. After I was born, thank God, she named me James and then put an ad in the paper and someone came and got me, tried to adopt me. Then, now, and some of you have heard this, but many of you haven't. She came when I was five and drug me out from under the bed and we hitchhiked from Houston to Austin where I lived 10 years in total poverty. No father, no family but something incredible happened to me. I got to go back and visit the couple that had me when I was little, and it was a pastor and his wife. During that visit, the young people gave their testimonies and they led me to Jesus. I gave my life to Christ that night. When I went back home, I was a different person. Shortly after that, my alcoholic father came back into our lives. Hard to imagine how that happened, but he turned our broken life into hell on earth. He tried to kill my mother, said he was going to kill me, and I nearly killed him in self-defense. Thank God I didn't. I left that broken home then. He went to prison. I went back to be with the pastor and his wife. I met this girl next to me. We fell in love, and we got married. And it's been 56 years in our journey. Now listen to me. We have three children. One of them's in heaven. And let me just say this to you. When we lost our Robin after 40 years of his glory on her and in her life, you, the family, put your arms of love around us in prayer and you carried us. And by the way, let me tell you in the next weeks, one of the things we're going to be doing 
is helping you understand the power of God's healing, divine enabling to help us deal with challenges and diseases and brokenness, and even when we don't see the miracle that our hearts long for. We're gonna help you understand how we walk through that together in amazement. Also, how to heal broken hearts. You helped heal our broken heart. I find myself wondering, when we lost Robin, if we hadn't been coming in the family room with people like you, how would we have endured it? See, what I want you to know is that we come into your home every day to be a blessing to you and to inspire you in such a way that the love and life of God flows through you like a river. That's what we've been doing. I think it's very important today as I move toward the close of this session right now, telling you that we're gonna be spending a tremendous amount of time just in the Word. I wanna show you what God said to me. I'm sitting with our leadership core of our staff and they're seated around like a boardroom, you know, conference table. And there's a chair over in the corner. And God made me look at that chair while the others are sitting here, you know, talking about important things. And God said, you go over there and sit down in that chair and you sit at my feet and you listen to me and you become a servant. And you're gonna see more lives changed and transformed than you ever saw as a stadium crusade spokesman and preacher. And I'm just stunned. And boy, did I know I had just heard God. And I said to all my leadership team, God just told me I'm gonna be a servant. And he said very specifically, greatest in the kingdom is servant. His disciples came to him and in a pretty lengthy discussion in Mark 10, two of the primary disciples, James and John, wanted to know if they could seat, be seated on his right and left hand in the final kingdom. Just how self-serving and seeking can you get? And Jesus said something to them that is very, very important for us to get. Now here they are having this discussion. Now listen to what Jesus said in, in Mark chapter 10. You know those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. Now that's verse 42 in Mark chapter 10. But listen to what he said to his disciples, these highest level disciples. But it's not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant reaffirming greatest in the kingdom is servant. The Lord said, James, I want you to be a servant. And you know what we've been doing? For the last 25 years, we've been serving people all over the world that had never been noticed. We've been serving missions. And when I say we, not just me and Betty, we do it together. When I say we, it's we the people of God. It's we the family of God who won't express the love and life of the Father. We have been saving millions of lives from death through our feeding programs, through drilling water wells. Now here's what you need to see. The proclamation of the gospel is going out in all these areas too, but it's going out first indeed before it goes out in word. We're letting people see the power of the transforming grace of God through the gospel and the spiritual rebirth. We're letting them see love in action so then they hear the message that 
brings that love and releases that love. That's the gospel. That's the transforming power of the gospel. And we're doing it as servants. We are serving even the spokesmen, not only the missionaries and relief workers, but those who are proclaiming the gospel. And that's one of the questions Paul asked when he said they can't believe unless they hear and they got to hear the gospel. But how are they going to hear unless somebody's preaching and how are they going to go preach unless they're sent? The bottom line in reaching people for Christ is the servant who sends them. That's what you've become. We have literally moved from touching thousands and thousands of people and winning tens of thousands to Christ to winning millions to Christ, to seeing millions of lives saved. How did we do it? We did it as a family of believers. We literally reached out together and did the impossible. Tomorrow, when I begin sharing with you, I want to show you something that God showed me about servanthood, and it's going to speak very directly to you. You don't want to miss it. Then we're going to look at what's going to happen in our lives together as the family of faith, as the church of the living God against which the gates of hell do not prevail. We do not give the enemy access to any of the fertile fields that God has given us stewardship and oversight of, including the fertile field of our own lives. Paul said, we're God's cultivated field. We're going to bring forth much fruit. And then we're going to oversee everything God has put under our oversight. We're not going to allow the enemy to come in and prevail against those things God has told us we are to make a positive impact in you're going to have as much fun as you've ever had in your life. What I want you to start planning to do is have a notepad, have your Bible, and listen, know this. You're going to be able at any time to go back to lifetoday.org and say, James, I heard that this morning. It got my attention. I heard that sometime today or even at night, but I want, I want to listen to it. I just want to write down the verses and I want to study them. We want to take you into the Word because as God said in the book of Deuteronomy, this is not an idle word for you. It is your life. So we're going to get into the Word more fully and deeply together on numerous occasions on life today. We'll still be having great guests with awesome, inspiring testimonies, but we're going to do that. So you be looking forward to that. Don't miss tomorrow when you see the significance of a servant. Betty, one of the things that our viewers tell us they love to do, they love to give a cup of water. And we're able to give a well of water. They want to rescue people from being trafficked and in bondage. Here's what you need to understand. What you're about to see was born in the hearts of you, the viewers. You are the ones who showed us that we can set captives free who are being sexually trafficked, even as young children. I want you to watch what you birthed on life today, and it has changed thousands of lives. Watch closely. I've walked these streets in Southeast Asia before, but there's a real fresh sense of, of the darkness getting heavier and greater. This trafficking is a multi-billion dollar business now, and there are so many people on the streets looking out to make sure that no one interferes with their business or comes near.
they came here, so many of these towns in Southeast Asia, thinking they were going to get a legitimate job. You know, they were told, yeah, come, come to the city and, you know, you'll, get a, you'll be a waitress or you'll work in a hotel. So they come full of hopes and dreams, maybe to make some money for their family. And then they're immediately trafficked. And you never, you never hear from them again. I mean, Jesus said, when you visit those in prison, there's different ways to be in prison. You can be in prison in a club every night for two years. When you visit those, when you care for those, you've done it for me. So, this is our moment to be Christ in the flesh to those who are broken. As you watch Sheila with her arms around that trafficked woman in prison, in bondage, literally, you put God's arms around her. Sheila expressed what your heart does. Sheila was expressing what those mission and relief workers do all the time, Betty. When you watch a scene like that, which I know it's hard for you to even fathom and understand that that can ever even be happening in our world, this great world God created and the enemies made such a mess of, what goes on? You know, uh, first of all, Sheila, thank you so much for doing that. I know it's very difficult. It breaks your heart, but if it's worth it if we can show those that care what they can do to make the difference. You know, I'm a, I'm a mother of two daughters. I'm a grandmother of five granddaughters and I have three beautiful great-granddaughters. I can't even imagine them being trapped like this and, and just crying out in their hearts for help. Somebody, please hear me. I'm crying, I'm hurting, I'm trapped. Please, somebody set me free. We can be a part of that. These precious little ones shouldn't have to go through what they go through. Their bodies being torn apart and abused like they are. Please join with us and let's get them out of those situations. Let's show them hope and life that only comes from Jesus and in the lives of people that care about them. So please join with us. I'm very, very confident that you're gonna do that. I, uh, I found myself just even praying while Betty was talking with gratitude for the way she expressed God's love that you help us share so freely. And I was just praying and I just said out loud, God, would you not only set those who are trafficked free, but would you set free the men or the individuals that use those women trying to gratify appetites that'll never be satisfied apart from getting right with you? Please, God, set them free. You see, it's because men are in bondage and trapped by their appetites that that even is possible. And because people are so greedy for gain, those, those women are not even trying to make themselves look attractive to be successful because they will themselves benefit more. They're just doing what they have to do to stay alive, to eat, to not be beaten or killed. I mean, they are, they're totally in prison. They're captives. And if Jesus came to set captives free and he can set them free because, boy, do they want to be free, but they're going to have to have God's love through us. And like I said, you, the viewers, we showed that reality on television. Just said, pray for these people. Pray. You said, we got to help them. That's what you said. 
you have carried us with the love of God and your prayers to so many places and too many people in the world, all over the world. You've carried us. And so I want to ask you right now, please, let me, let me just tell you how strong the love of God is in you, the viewers. We have a $320,000 matching gift to double what you give. It takes an average of $128. And I want you to let that sink in because I'm asking you right now to, to really give that amount today, to get your bank card, go online, write a check, make it to life and send it. $128 is what it takes to rescue someone and get them into restoration. That's what it takes per year. And that's gonna be matched. If you give 128, it'll not just rescue one, but two. $1,280 we refer to many times as rescuing 10. There are many of you watching us today. Some of you have never helped, but you're hearing what I'm saying about the family of God revealing the love of the Father and getting his arms around the broken, just like Sheila was. And you're gonna say, you know what, James, I'm gonna give the 1,280 to rescue 10. But now because of that love gift, that matching gift, it's gonna be doubled, you'll rescue 20. Please, right now, go online or dial that number Get your bank card, use it like a check. If you write a check, make it to life, but call us on that number and tell us you're mailing it today. We need to know. We've got to let the missionaries know. We've got to let the relief workers know it's coming. We have some very special gifts for you. Would you right now please put God's arms of love around someone like Sheila did. Let's rescue them. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, you're going to love this book, The Promises of Christ. And, and you know, when you reach out and, and you touch someone with God's love, it's just overwhelming blessing, isn't it? Don't miss tomorrow. I want to start out by showing you what the greatest is in the kingdom is and how you can fit right into the middle of that purpose. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing life.
A servant has made the ultimate highest choice. Tomorrow, James and Betty explains what it means to be a servant of God. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.